This is Marathon Training Academy, episode 383. Thanks to the Boulderthon in Boulder, Colorado for sponsoring this episode. You can join the Boulder community, one of the greatest health meccas in the United States, for a full marathon, half marathon, 10K, and kids run on October 9th, 2022. Get $20 off the full or half marathon with code MTA20. Go to boulderthon.org and use the code MTA20 for $20 off. Thanks to the Drury Hotels for sponsoring the podcast. You can stay at any of their locations around the U.S. and get 15% off with the code RUN. That's R-U-N. It's a joy to stay there. They have free food and drinks in the evening. Check them out at DruryHotels.com. Use the code RUN for 15% off your stay. Welcome to the Marathon Training Academy podcast, where it's all about empowering you to go the distance. In this episode, we bring you a success story with Jamie Tizard, a mother of two from Southern California. During the pandemic, she found herself scrolling through Facebook and saw an ad for one of our virtual run challenges. It was the push that she needed to get off the couch, become a runner, drop 75 pounds, and run a 205 half marathon. We know you're going to love hearing her story. And don't forget, inside the Academy, you can get all of our resources for helping you conquer the distance and becoming a stronger, healthier, and faster version of yourself. Find out how to join when you visit MarathonTrainingAcademy.com. All right. Well, good to be back on the microphone. We're excited about this episode. Jamie just has so much energy and passion, and uh, it was so fun to talk to her about her running journey and how it all started. We're going to jump into that. We always love doing success stories, and we always love hearing from people in the community. Uh, so Angie's going to read some emails and messages posted by our group members. Angie, what do you have for us? This uh, note comes from Tony, who is also in the social distancing run group. He says, I'm back in the game with an Oakland half marathon age group win for age group 50 to 54. I was also the first master's runner and fifth overall with a time of 119.28. I'm still off my PR pace by a few seconds per mile, but I'm super grateful to run at all after three months of rehabbing an injury. Life is good. My social distancing run cap got a lot of likes and comments at the post-race party. I also bumped into another member who recognized the hat and said hello. Nice. We were both discussing how this group is the most supportive and motivating group out there and helped get many through the pandemic. That's cool. He's talking about one of those blue MTA trucker hats that we have been offering for a long time. And it sounds like maybe some people recognized it out there. But more importantly, huge congrats, Tony. Uh, I can't believe that pace. Look at that. A 119.28 half marathon in your 50s. That's that's killer. I mean, there's no wonder he's a, he was the first place Masters runner. That's right. And fifth overall. Just incredible. Yeah. And Tony also found us through the SDR, social distancing run, virtual races, uh, just like our guest on today's podcast. That's right. This comes from Kofo in the Academy. She says, I'm grateful to have finished another marathon. Coming back from COVID and multiple disruptions meant it wasn't an easy training cycle. But big thanks to MTA coach Nicole for her patience, support, and amazing training plan. This was marathon number 11, and I'll take the 4-21-22 and 14th overall female. Awesome. Good stuff. This comes from Jessica, who's also in the social distancing run group. She says, I started the cheap marathon 
put on by Millennium Running, hoping to make my 3.50 Boston qualifying time. Per Kelly's instructions from the SDR group, I crushed it instead and came in at 3.40.18. I never imagined that I'd ever run a marathon when I joined this group two years ago, and now I've qualified for Boston. I'm super emotional right now, and this group is a constant source of inspiration for me and definitely my favorite part of Facebook. I mean... What's not to love about Facebook already, right? <laughs> but uh, I'm glad that we uh, have this group that's been a source of positivity and inspiration. And 10 minutes under your BQ time is stellar, uh, Jessica. That's right. And I saw a couple people post about the cheap marathon. I wonder what the story is behind the name of that marathon. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be it's like super low cost. And, you know, you can do like optional things like shirt and metal and different things like that. So if you just want the basic bare bones marathon. Discount marathon. Yeah, why not? Makes sense. We'll give you a medal, but it'll just be the ribbon, no medal hanging (laughs) on it. And finally, this email comes from Sybil. She says, hello from California, writing a quick note of thanks. I just finished the Big Sur International Marathon. This was my second time running this event in my second marathon. I very fortunately discovered your podcast near the end of my marathon training plan. And let me just say, this podcast was exactly what I needed. The last time I ran Big Sur in 2016, the last six miles were a huge struggle for me, and I let negative thoughts creep into my head and just couldn't snap out of it. I crossed the finish line miserable, exhausted, and in a bad mental place. After listening to the Art of the Taper episode, I felt a lot more confident in my training plan. Prior to listening to that episode, I was having all the anxiety of, did I do enough? Am I ready? But really, the episode that changed the game for me was running with emotional intelligence. Listening to that really put me in the right mindset, and I strategized the entire week so that when I got to mile 18, I would be able to put myself into a positive mindset. Sure enough, when I started to hit the wall, I put a big smile on my face, told myself I was having an amazing run, and that I felt great. (laughs) When things got In other words, she lied to herself. (laughs) That works. It does. (laughs) When things got really hard, I started with breathe in confidence, breathe out fear. I must have said it a million times. Mm. And the last six miles of the race, I picked up the pace and felt amazing at the finish line. I finished in 4.36.02, which was a PR for me, and was eight minutes and 32 seconds faster than my previous time. Without the positive mindset and emotional intelligence episode, I know this would not have been possible. So I just wanted to extend my gratitude and thank Angie and Trevor. Many of the tools and tips in this podcast will stay with me forever, and I'm so thankful. Wow, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that race report with us, Sybil. Congrats on your epic run there at the Big Sur International Marathon. Beautiful place. And a challenging marathon, too, with all those hills. Yes. So being able to pull out a PR was is just amazing and definitely a testament of how she changed her mindset. Yeah, thanks for taking stuff from the podcast and testing it out, hitting the pavement with it and seeing how it works. That's right. Well, in this episode, we speak with Jamie Tizard. She is a mother of two from Southern California who a couple months ago posted a pretty remarkable uh, video montage in our Facebook group for our virtual run people what we call the SDR group, the social distancing run. Uh, She said, my weight loss journey started with seeing a post for the 100 mile challenge. I started at 230 pounds a year and a half ago, and I'm at 155. Thank you for all the running motivation. And then there's all these before and after pictures and pictures she took of herself with her um, medals that we send out for uh, people that do these virtual races. And we were just really touched that she would share this story with us and that seeing a post 
for the 100 mile challenge was a catalyst for her to become a runner. So when she mentioned seeing a post for the 100 mile challenge, she's actually referring to an ad because we were running ads for this uh, back in August of 2020. When the pandemic broke out, everyone's races were canceled and it was the, the great people inside our Academy members Facebook group, MTA member chat, who first started telling me, hey, Trevor, you should do a virtual run because now there's no in-person races. Mine got canceled. Can you do a virtual race? And in the past, we've done a virtual half marathon once a year, and we would typically have about 400 people participate. So I had some experience doing virtual races and designing bling and that kind of stuff. So I, I went ahead and threw together some designs, and we took the Mona Lisa, made it into a medal, of course, put a mask on her, call it the Corona Lisa. I think the name was Angie's idea. And it just went viral because everybody commenting and liking and sharing. And we had uh, 15,000 people sign up for that virtual race. So keep in mind, we used to do a virtual half marathon. And at the most, we would have 400 people. So now we have 15,000 people to ship medals to. And we started the Facebook group of thinking it would just be a pop-up group for a couple of months because, of course, the pandemic would be over quickly. Yeah, only a couple months. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And happily, the pandemic is winding down, but we have kept the, the social distancing run Facebook group open. And it's just been a huge source of inspiration for people being able to encourage each other and, um, you know, be inspired and everything. So, yeah, there's like 17,000 people in the group and it's been such a just positive and active place. And what's interesting, when we launched this thing, we had most of the people coming in who had never heard of us, never listened to the podcast. And we had a lot of people who were just getting off the couch. What we started seeing, we were making converts to distance running. (laughs) That's right. Like Jessica mentioned that, you know, when she joined the group two years ago, she never thought she'd be able to even run a marathon, let alone go on and qualify for Boston. That's right. So of course, Angie and I love distance running. We were all about the marathon, but we never really saw ourselves as like proselytizing about it. You know, we're always like talking to fellow marathoners, but here we are recruiting people to long distance running (laughs) I should say, inspiring them to get into it just through these virtual races. And that I never saw coming. So that's been unexpected. And it's been just a blessing for us to see just the impact these virtual races have made on people's lives, inspiring them to get healthier and look into running half marathons, marathons, or whatever they want to do. And of course, now we have a 100 mile challenge, 300 mile, 500, 700, 1000, 1500, 2000. You know, you got a good thing going, you don't want to stop. So the last medal we did was a 2,000 mile challenge inspired by the great wave off Kanagawa. So anyway, since Jamie is relatively new to uh, long distance running, we wanted to hear her story. I know you're going to enjoy this interview. This is our conversation with Jamie Tizard. Okay, we're on the podcast now with Jamie Tizard joining us from California. What occasioned this call was uh, you posted this just awesome transformation video in our social distancing run group. So we want to hear your story. So where should we start? I think we should start a little bit about who you are, like your family, what you do for work, um, where you live, that kind of thing, kind of give people a little bit of a background. Yeah, my background, uh, born and raised, grew up Huntington Beach. I live in Fountain Valley now. I worked at a dental office for seven years, you know, met my husband and we got married, had kids. 
I've always had a love for running. So, you know, running in, in Huntington Beach, you have amazing views. You're down by the beach. So I'm always kind of in and out running, going back and forth, but never very consistent in anything. Um, then I had my son. I have two kids. Uh, Jack is seven and Winnie is my two and a half year little monster. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's, she's amazing, but she's crazy. And um, I've worked my whole life. And then after I had kids, I really wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. Um, my mom was, my grandma was, just kind of how I grew up. So I think it's kind of instilled in me. So I wanted to make sure I said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. So I did that. And after Jack was born, I hiked with him all the time. I got this off-road stroller and I put these, my husband put these cool tires on. I had a handbrake. So, I mean, I was cranking out the miles. I lived in Laguna Hills. We um, After we got married, I moved to Laguna Hills and that has great trails. I mean, that's what it's known for. And so I hit the trails and it was fantastic. I cut all the baby weight off. You know, I've always kind of been heavier, about 200 pounds my, my whole life. That's generally what it was. So, you know, obviously getting pregnant, you can gain the baby weight. Mm-hmm. And so I got it off by hiking. I loved it. And then years later, I got pregnant with Winnie. And four months after Winnie was born, that's kind of when the pandemic hit. And then also I, I chose to pull Jack from school because that pandemic, I mean, the pandemic wigged me out. You know, I didn't know what was happening with kids. So I'm like, you're home. I'll homeschool you. I'll do what I got to do. So now I'm at home with, you know, a six-year-old at the time and like a four-month-old. Or, and I was trying to figure out how to do it, being at home with two kids. It was kind of overwhelming. Um, yeah. And so then I, and then the whole exercise aspect, I didn't know, like, how do you exercise with two kids? I'm used to having one child, put them in a stroller, you go. Two kids it was a struggle to figure that whole, it was such a new territory, you know? So that's when I just got, I, I was just unhappy and scrolling through. I was had the stress and the pressure and the anxiety of the pandemic, homeschooling all day. I needed an outlet and I saw your guys's challenge. And I saw that, that medal. I thought, Oh, that's a, that's a rad medal. Like that Mona Lisa, like I'm, <laughs> I'm an art person. I love art. I love color as growing up. I wasn't good in school, but art was my gig. So not only did I see the running, I saw the metal, I saw the art. I was like, this is rad. You know, I'm like, mm. but then I sat there. I'm like, can I do that? I don't know if I can do a hundred miles. <laughs> at this point, I hadn't really run after I had Winnie and, and before Winnie, there's obviously years where I kind of just didn't exercise off and on, but never consistent. Mm. And so I, after Winnie, I got up to 230 pounds and I was like, I got to do something. And then I just, I was so unhappy. And you, it affects your attitude. It affects how you treat your spouse. It affects how you talk to people, how you talk to yourself, most importantly. And then it can come out in, in, in everywhere, right? So I saw that medal and I thought about it and I thought about it. And I was like, I'm just going to do it. And I signed up. I'm just, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to go for it. And that was like, that was it. And I, those medals just kept me going like, I want the next one. I want the next because I have this competitive side. I'm like all <laughs> or nothing personality, you know. So when I'm all, oh, I'm gonna go all, and then I get competitive. So I started running four miles at a 15 minute mile, and I stuck with it. I don't know. It just that hour wasn't just about running. It was about my mental health. It was about you just felt so empowered. And then they yeah. started seeing all the cool medals come out. You know, I mean, I was like, oh my god, this is it. I'm hooked. You know, we're gonna do this. <laughs> Wow, this this is awesome. So you probably signed up for the hundred mile challenge toward the end of twenty twenty, and you probably saw an ad. We, we yeah, uh, it, was, it was completely. It was on Facebook, and I kind of passed it a few times. But that medal was so cool. Just the out of something, I just wanted the medal more. So I was like, this is so cool, <laughs> and it brought the running community to your house because there was so much going on in the world. You felt so scared and not safe, or what's okay, what's not okay, and you didn't even want to take chances. But somehow it felt like you were part of something bigger than you and as a group 
You know, I mean, it was amazing. How did that first hundred miles go? I mean, I remember talking, I remember sitting there and I told my brother I had signed up for it. I was trying to get him to, you know, encourage him and <laughs> it went long and painful and slow, but I was determined. I was determined to stick with it and get it done. And I remember I told myself, okay, I'm not going to, the, the metal came and I'm like, I'm going to put it on the shelf and not until I earn it, I will open it. Cause like, mm-hmm. I wanted it to be a thing. Like I had, okay, Jack, I told my son, okay, when, after mommy gets her hundred miles, you're going to put it around my head and it's going to be like, <laughs> And I was so inspired just by watching everyone on your guys' Facebook page. And it was like, it was like everyone's just rooting each other on. And we need that in life. We need to have more cheerleaders, you know, uplifting each other, like good job. Or just seeing people all going for the same goal. You felt you belonged to something in a time where you felt so isolated and alone. And it was so important. How did you carve out time for yourself? I mean, you're a stay-at-home mom. You've got these two busy kids And it's important to make time for yourself, like you're talking about the mental health benefits of Mm -hmm. exercise and running. So how did that work for you? Nap time. (laughs) So it was kind of neat. My son goes to school and and I'm not a traditional homeschooler where like I don't pick the curriculum. Like we can do it through K-12. So like he has classes that he has to be online from like 845 to two. So he's kind of occupied and he's very self-sufficient. And then so once the baby would get to sleep, I was like, go. And so (laughs) I would just roll her in her little stroller, angle it towards me, put the headphones on. And I kid you not, I don't know if it's a blessing from God, but it always lined up to where I was just crossing that last, you know, four mile and the baby would wake up. And it became (laughs) such a routine. that I think she got here. Like, I think the noise of the constant boom, 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 running on the treadmill, it started working like for us. I put the lullaby music on. She heard the pounding of the feet and every day it worked beautifully. And that was (laughs) my time. And it's so important. You kind of check out to check in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you use the the run tracker to keep up with your miles? Of course, yes, and I loved it, and I, and I would get so obsessive because I'm a like I said, all or nothing. So I'm a I'm a numbers person. So like I'll lay there in bed and think, okay, how can I get this done this month? How many miles do I have to run every day? I'm like I'd go back and lay in bed and put it in my logger. Oh shoot, I forgot a day. So <laughs> it becomes this game in a weird way, you know? Like you want to make yeah. sure you get your miles, and then I'm screenshotting my pictures to my husband at work. Like look at my miles, you know? Look at my, you know? Like <laughs> huh. it becomes you're That's so proud great. of something you have something to latch onto that's yours it's not the kids it's not my husband's it's not ours it's mine and when you're a mom I think some of us feel like we do we give but like we don't have what's ours anymore and that's mine like running is mine and it's so important we all have our own hobbies or something that's ours you know that we don't have to share and you're right I mean running is intensely personal no one can run the miles for you it's like a matter of putting one foot in front of the other you know no matter your pace no matter your experience level it's something that you do for you and I I love how you brought that out. Yeah. Well, it's such a mental game too. Like, you know, like you got to push yourself places mentally, you know, you, and it's just you and yourself. And that's how it should be. You pushing yourself to be better, faster. You can do this. And you, while you're pushing yourself, you got to cheer yourself on. Like you got it harder, dig deep. Okay. You got this, hang in there. And it's such a, this conversation that you're building yourself up, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically, and you're just in it. And it feels so good. Running has given me so much. Do you feel like that that mental confidence as that you've built has spilled over into other areas of your life? A hundred percent. I think running has changed my life. A hundred percent. You know, I just went to this running festival. I'm not a big trail runner, just because, like I said, most of my stuff's on the treadmill. But it's called Born to Run. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but I guess it's really big in the trail running community. And I went for my first time, and I felt like almost the same feeling as when you'd have a couple of drinks. You kind of feel confident. And you kind of feel that let loose. <laughs> I feel that way in my confidence now. I don't need a drink. I don't need to have a couple beers. I feel confident because I'm confident with who I am, of what I've accomplished. And it's 
yes, it's physical and it's the weight, but it's the confidence that running gives you. You feel powerful again. You, you're taking everything back. You know, you go to battle for mm-hmm. yourself. So it sounds like you, you kind of started with the virtual running stuff, 100 mile challenge, 300 miles. And then you now are doing like in-person events now that things have opened back up. So you kind of mm-hmm. gotten sucked into the running culture now, which is fun. I did. Yeah, I got the bug, but I feel like the Marathon Training Academy gave it to me. Like, you know, those medals, those virtual runs. If I didn't start that challenge, I wouldn't be where I am right now because it gave me the confidence. It gave me the the drive. It, you know, my biggest goal last year through the whole pandemic was getting that 1,500-mile medal. I remember going on vacation at the end of the year at December, and I was like, dang, I'm not going to be able to get it in December. Like, it's going to have to be. And I had to really sit with that, and it bothered me truly. Like, oh, I wanted to get that 1,500-mile medal, and I knew if I wasn't going on vacation, I would be able to. But anyways, I mean, that's where my love and the passion and the drive started was with you guys' program and the medals. And then now, my girlfriend one time, she just a couple months ago, she was like, hey, I have this bib. I can't run. Do you want to run? And I was really nervous to go to in-person events because the people in the lineup and it really scared me. But I thought, you know what? I'm going to go for it. And ever since then, I'm like, next, come on. What's what? I, I, yesterday I signed up. I'm running the OC half marathon um, on May 1st. I'm awesome. running. Uh, I signed up for a 10 mile run in September already. Like I'm like race. I'm like, I got the, I got the bite, you know, and, and it keeps you, keeps you motivated. Right. It, yeah. I mean, it's, it's honestly your guys's program and what you've done. And it's amazing. Like you, you just look at your Facebook page and you see the people and their medals and the posts. And it's amazing because it's all around the world there's something for everybody it's, and it changes your life. Like it's not just the metal. It's what that metal and striving for the metal gives back to you. It's like exactly. confidence. Like you guys helped me get my confidence back. That's how I feel truly. Love it. And that trickles down into other areas of your life. You know, you're able to be a better mom and, you know, present a better example to your kids. And like you said, you know, feel like you're truly inhabiting your body and reclaiming that for yourself. Because, you know, I know from going through pregnancy and just having kids, you know, all over you all the time, you feel all like the there's, yes. there's nothing sacred. Is there nothing that I can have for myself? And that's how you feel. And it gets frustrating. And then that frustration like, kind of leaks off. You don't mean it to, but you're just like, can I just have this? I just want this. It's so important to be a good example you know my kids is so funny a screensaver popped up on my computer and there was a lady running on the beach and my two-year-old says mama and it just it, it, it was like that's awesome like she correlates running or a lady running with mama and I want that because that's mm. gonna that's the example I should teach my kids and to be healthy to run you know and it's not just for weight loss it's for your mental health yeah I've had anxiety and what is that I've had anxiety my whole life and I've never wanted to go on meds personally I didn't want to I've been on them been off them but running has helped take all of that ugly cloud away. So my friends that have depression and anxiety, I'm like, run, just go to nature, get outside, run a treadmill, run in place, just run. Like what running will give to you is I can't explain it to you. You have to experience that for yourself. Exactly. It's like that dopamine, those happy chemicals that infuse your brain. And plus also keeping promises to yourself. I think also that helps kind of dig you out of that pit of Hmm. sometimes anxiety and depression where we feel like, man, you know, I just cannot follow through with my goals and just something so simple as running, whether it's a mile a day or whatever your goal is. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, you know, I read this quote, some lady had a wrote and it was like, um, when motivation won't carry you, discipline will. And I thought that's so true because there's so many days I'm tired. Winnie has been on me just being super needy and I get it. And I love her. It just, but you're just tired and doing this homeschool. I just like, oh, I don't want to do it today. But I'm like, no, you got to stay disciplined. And then I always feel 
amazing. Like, and I usually dig in deeper, you know, like, cause you're more frustrated. You just you take out all of that on the treadmill and you're like, God, I'm so glad I did that today. Like, you know, I, I, you feel 10 times better and then you can be a better mom or a better wife. Cause you have a happier attitude, right? I mean, you never feel bad stepping off a treadmill or coming home from a run. It's, it's amazing. And then, like I said, like I tell people probably think I'm crazy. Cause I'm like, Hey, let's go, let's go running this weekend. Or, you know, like I'm always showing off my medals, like, Hey, just check out that wall because that wall used to be empty. And now I'm like, I have all these medals and like, Oh God, I loved you guys as the, um, I think it was the 500 one, the Andy Warhol, the soup can. I was yeah. so thrilled to get that one. Like I love Andy Warhol. The sayings were awesome. And I was just so like, I remember when I got all the medals, finally, I took a picture and I was like, that's mine. Like, look at everybody. <laughs> like, I felt like a little kid winning a soccer game and holding my trophy. I was like, <laughs> oh, you're an adult. And I never felt so proud because you had to earn those medals, right? And like, I earned oh, yeah. those medals in my living room, staring out the window, like dreaming of being outside running. But like, every time those packages came in the mail, I was like, yes. So you did most of your miles on the treadmill. All of them. I mean, a few outside, but that's, on the that's... treadmill. That's that's not easy. <laughs> no, and now I run six miles a day on the treadmill. Like I went from running wow. like you know four miles, fifteen minutes. Now I'm like between nine thirty-two, ten-minute pace. I'm like doing yeah, it's all treadmill miles, but it builds up your mental strength, right? Because mental mm-hmm. strength, oh, yeah. the treadmill, it's more about being mentally strong. Yes, it is. That's for sure. You mentioned that you're signed up for half marathon. Have you done a half before? Yeah, so I did a half. I did the um the Surf City half, and that was in February. And then I just did at Born to Run, which was last week in the 10 mile trail run. Okay. How did the half marathon go in February? I was so surprised. So I lined up with a pacer. It was an amazing experience. And I these two pacers were fantastic. I Overall, I finished it at two hours and 11 minutes. Nice. I was with this pacing group for probably like the first five, six miles. And he's like, go. He's like, you got more. Take off. <laughs> and I felt like I, I was so insecure. You know, you go to this run, you always hundreds of people and you don't know anyone. And I'm like trying to figure out what are these posts and these sticky signs. And so I'm like, oh, okay, I think 220, I can finish it. And I met these two pacers and I was like, had the best group because they were from San Diego. They had their friends and you felt this camaraderie, like running in a group. Mm-hmm. And it was such a great experience. So I've crossed the line at 211 and I was just, oh my God, like that's not too bad. <laughs> you exceeded your expectations. You know, I you thought 220 super, maybe. Yeah, I was exactly. And I just like, I remember seeing the 215 guy. I'm like, no, I can do better than that. And I just zoom past him. <laughs> that's I mean, great. I was dying at the end. I was like, oh, but it was fantastic. <laughs> and you mentioned being at 230 pounds before all this. So if you mind sharing, like how many pounds have you lost through, throughout this journey? I've lost about, I was like two, about 230. And then, um, and I was at 230 for a long time. Like people are like, oh, was it baby weight? And not really. It wasn't baby weight. Like I was already at 215. So maybe a little, but I've always been heavy for quite a few years. And I mean, I'm down, I'm down about 80 pounds, 79, 80 pounds. And wow. I mean, I still have a, a lot. I still want to go like 145. Just I feel like in my brain, I can run better whether it's true or not but that's where I like to be but 155 I'll be honest I'm so happy I mean losing that much weight was a lot of work and I look at pictures and it's like it's kind of sad like you don't really when you're in that body or you're heavier you don't really realize you're that heavier until you look and see the pictures I'm like wow like Hmm. I didn't realize how round my face was and there's nothing you know like I'm not trying to like knock my old self or but it just you never really realize how heavy you were but then when you realize like I also wasn't really happy either and now I feel happy. I feel confident. You know, it feels fantastic to put a medium on. I'm like, I've always been a 2XL, you know, my whole life. And it's just, 
just everything. You don't feel out of breath. You can tie your shoes. Just like the basic things are easier. Yeah, for sure. Hey, I hope you've enjoyed this conversation thus far. Big thanks to the Boulder Thon in Boulder, Colorado for sponsoring the podcast. Of course, all the ultra and trail runners are from Boulder. All the cool guys and gals, right, Angie? We're not cool enough to live there yet. <laughs> but if you want to be cool, go and check out the Boulder Thon. They have a full marathon, half marathon, 10K, and a kid's run. And it takes place when? October 9th, 2022, it will be the second annual Boulder Thon, and they say they're the happiest city in America, set in the foothills of the Rockies, so you can see what that's all about. Yeah, that's right. It's a nonprofit race in a beautiful place, and you can get 20 bucks off of your registration of the full or half if you use the code MTA20. Go to boulderthon.org, boulderthon.org, use the code MTA20 for 20% off in Boulder, Colorado, October 9th, 2022. Thanks also to our friends at Athletic Greens, makers of AG1, which is like drinking pure health. Angie, what can we tell people about AG1 besides the fact that you're addicted to it? (laughs) I don't think you can say addicted when it's such a good thing, right? (laughs) That's right. It's like addicted to breathing air or drinking water. (laughs) But I will say that I make sure we never run out, which is challenging with multiple members of our family taking it, of course, which is great. Yes. Um, Yeah, Athletic Greens is the category leading superfood product, and they really do thorough research. They have done multiple iterations of the product to continue improving it over and over again. It has 75 vitamins, minerals, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and... And it's so convenient. All you need is one daily scoop. I take mine first thing in the morning, just starts my day out right, gives me good steady energy. And like you said, Trevor, it tastes good for a green drink. That's right. So fill in all your nutritional gaps with one healthy green superfood drink. Check out athleticgreens.com forward slash MTA. Use our link. You'll get a free one year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase plus five travel packs. Just go to athleticgreens.com forward slash MTA. So in addition to the running, is there any other lifestyle change that you made that you think has been a big help? I think the biggest part of my journey also is I stopped drinking. I haven't had alcohol and I never drink hard alcohol, but I stopped. I haven't had a drink or like a beer or a White Claw. That was my thing. White Claws. You know, we camp a lot. We have a Volkswagen bus and we camp a lot. Nice. And I'm just always kind of like during the week, on the weekend, drinking those White Claws, those couple beers to where you kind of eat late at night or the next day kind of just feel a little crappy, but not, you know, so you don't really want to exercise. And I'm like, done. I'm cutting it out. So I cut out that whole, I mean, that's hard to do. I mean, yeah. Alcohol is everywhere in our life. You know, whether it's a glass of wine during the week. Like I said, I didn't drink hard alcohol. I wasn't a drinker, drinker, but it was just the unhealthy cycle, just saying enough and removing it. So it's been almost two years I haven't had any alcohol because it was just, it was all a cycle. It wasn't the alcohol, it was the fast food. The fast food led to being the self bad hmm. talk to not exercising. So once I took that out, I take, you know, supplements and nothing crazy, but just like fish oil, vitamin D, zinc, you know, I take a probiotic. Um, and then other than that, I just try to eat healthy, lots of fruits and vegetables. I, you know, I mean, I don't eat any fast food and it's made a big difference, you know, staying active. I love to hike on the weekends. Um, I love to hit the trails because hitting the trails isn't exercise. It's fun. It's like therapy. You walk <laughs> with your best friend, you hike and you feel good and you're in nature. I feel like nature cures all. Honestly, yes. like nature's amazing. It is. So. Was your family supportive during this whole journey? Because I know sometimes it's intimidating to family members when you're making big changes. Sometimes they feel left behind or they don't really appreciate some of the changes that are taking place. Like, how did that go for you? 
if that's really true, like you would think that when you're on this experience, people are like, oh my God, good job rooting you on. But people kind of get weird towards you. Like I had certain family members kind of, I feel like, oh, you're getting too skinny or you're losing too much weight or they kind of make these off. They're not mean, but they're these remarks where it's like, huh, that doesn't really feel that good. Like they're not mm. directed necessarily so blunt where it hurts your feelings, but you definitely think about it after or like, oh, well, you got to start you know, losing weight or you're running too much. So, and it's hard. I come from a big family. We're all heavy. And they like to cook with old fashioned traditional cooking, butter and lard. And so when I did the whole plant based, they're like, what are you doing? All the How are you? Like, yeah. Thanksgiving, Christmas. I was like, no. And so people don't want you to change always. People want you to keep, here's the cake, here's the beer, have a beer with me, have a drink. And so you just got to really be confident and be like, no, like you're doing it for you. And you come, I come first. You right. Know? No judgment on them, but you are making this decision for yourself. Yep. Yeah. And I think the having the confidence, it seems funny, the confidence from running translates to giving the confidence to say, it's okay, I'm good. No, thank you. You know, mm-hmm. to where maybe if I wasn't running and didn't have that confidence, I would say, okay, one drink is fine, you know? Mm-hmm. So it translates everywhere. It, it just goes, it pours over to everywhere. Like you're talking about that positive health cycle, you know, like feeling more confident about yourself, your mental health is better, your physical health, your relationships, but also it's like that negative health cycle is, is really powerful too. You know, you get yeah, trapped and you in hundred percent. Yeah. Breaking out of that. Sometimes it takes something drastic, like running and having these goals or changing your diet radically, at least for a while. And that, that kind of just breaks you out of that cycle and, you know, you really get more confidence in yourself and can kind of chart a better path forward rather than just feeling like you're stuck. Yeah, it's true. I think, and you, and you know, that negative cycle is like a merry-go-round. I can hop on it anytime. I could jump yeah. on it tonight. I could hop, you know, go camping. Like it was hard. Like the running event went to, there's a lot of drinking involved and people are having fun. And you kind of feel like if I had a couple of drinks, maybe I could just join a little more. You maybe feel a little, I don't know, it just takes the edge off, right? Like that's what mm-hmm. alcohol does or a glass of wine. But like, you also got to know like, no, because I know I play this cycle out in my head. I drank tonight. I won't want to run tomorrow. And then I'll be back to eating fast food. And I pre-play the cycle out. So I'm like, no, thank you. Like, <laughs> yep, <laughs> just, that will always be there for me whenever I want it from now to next year to next month. I can hop on whenever I want. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like Angie, you've kind of made similar choices because in your, your build up for your marathons, I can't get you to go have drinks with me at all. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hard. My husband's a beer drinker. My husband's like, come on. Like, you know, I met my husband and we were like, you know, before we had kids, that was our thing. We would get beers, go out, you know, go to restaurants. And now I'm like, I can do all those things, but it kind of affects your partner and other people too, because Maybe they think you don't as fun anymore or not as fun, but you know, like it's, it's when you quit drinking and the other person doesn't, it's interesting. It is definitely. But I know whenever I want to jump back in, I can. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm good for now though. <laughs> yep, exactly. You're enjoying the path yeah, that you're so on just, so yeah, much. This is feeling like a better lifestyle for me, much better. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like you have some awesome momentum going. I feel like I'm really, you know, I'm so, uh, I feel very gung-ho about running, you know? So mm-hmm. people probably think like, settle down talk about something else other than running and hiking like i'm always like let's go run let's go hiking you want to do a trail run who wants to sign up for a race i'll be honest most of my friends are like no what i'm not waking up at seven and going hiking like i'm in bed i had beers last night like chill out you weirdo so i'll do it by myself i'm like and i'll meet i'll do it by myself and i'll meet friends there and then it's been an amazing the running community is amazing because i've had such a great experience i've made like at least three friends so far and so when we text it's about running and so you start making your own community right mm-hmm. i mean yep it's, it's true. 
Exactly. And you're in a good area. I mean, there's a lot of uh, awesome events, Southern California, of course, marathons, half marathons, and you got those beautiful trails out there. Yeah. I mean, I'm so thankful between the beach and the trails. I mean, you're always going to find someone or meet someone or even even if you have just an experience with someone out there, you know, maybe like that 10 mile run, I ran for a solid six miles with some man and we talked the whole it was an experience in the moment and that's it was that was the cool part like I won't maybe talk to him again but maybe I'll see him at a running event but that experience because when you're running you have that together in common instantly you know so you can talk about running pace mile how'd you start running and it's just yep. it's like the camaraderie of it feels so good and it's healthy I feel like yes I feel good yeah, you're, that's so true. I mean, I've had like deep conversations with people while running, like hearing about, you know, traumatic things in their life and not even knowing their name. And it's okay. You know? Okay, It's almost like you're just there bonding in the moment and it feels real. It feels like this is what life is supposed to be. This is what a real life experience is made of, like those moments and you leave and those moments will carry with you. And then like, you just want to make more moments like that. You just feel like you're really living a true, authentic like experience in a life in those moments, you know, it sounds mm-hmm. silly, but it's true. Oh yeah, for sure. So going into your next half marathon, do you have any goals for that? Um, what's your mindset going in? I think I'm getting a little too crazy, but so <laughs> I finished the last marathon at two eleven. I would love to finish at two hours, but that's a big jump to be honest. When I'm out there, it seems like my average pace is when I run on the treadmill, it's about 932. That's what it's been lately. But I don't know if I could carry that for 13 miles. That's that's a big goal. But I'm okay with having big goals because even if you don't like meet them, even if I finish in two hours and 10 minutes or, you know, two hours and five minutes, at least I have that that driving force behind me. Exactly. Exactly. If you don't set your goals big, then you probably won't accomplish. Yeah, big they things, should. So. It sounds like your goals. Should, you know, your goals should scare you, right? And they should. Yep. But yeah. I mean, it makes me want to run harder, push deeper, drink more water, eat better. It kind of makes me want to do everything better. Well, thank you for sharing your story with us, Jamie. We just we love your enthusiasm. Yes, it's so inspiring. Thank you so much for what you've given back to everybody, to all of us, making that page, making those medals. I mean, it's just, it's huge. I mean, what, like I said, it's so cool. I mean, think about it. My biggest goal was getting that 1500 mile medal. And now I'm sitting with the people who the creators who made that. So imagine what this experience is that much more for me, you know, I mean, that was a huge part of my life. And it's just to sit and meet with you guys, the support that you've given us and the running challenges and how amazing the medals are so detailed and keep it coming. Like, I think it's fantastic. I appreciate it. If we're ever in Southern California, we'll have to get together for a hike. That would be fun. Yes, most definitely, you guys. Most definitely. I appreciate you guys having me on. And I just, like I said, I can't thank you enough for what you guys have helped given back to me. All right. Well, big thanks to Jamie Tizard for joining us on the podcast and sharing her story. I just love her enthusiasm. And we actually have an update. Uh, last weekend, she did her half marathon. That's right. And she said, I did it 13.1 miles, two hours and five minutes was my goal. And I finished in 20507. Nice. I had a great time, met some amazing people and ran into some friends on the course too. And then she posted some photos. She said, these photos show exactly how I felt. I was so determined to keep my pace up. Running a 933 pace was huge for me. It took everything in me to keep it up. When I started running two years ago, I was at a 15 minute mile. I never thought I'd ever be here today. Well, I can just tell that she is so proud of herself and, you know, she's celebrating the journey she's been on. 
um, where she started to where she is now. And I think that is one of the amazing things about running and making positive lifestyle changes is that you just have to get started. And then it kind of, you know, feeds into it along the way, because you're noticing how much better you're feeling, more energy, more confidence, you know, going from a 15 minute pace to 933 pace for that distance is just really amazing. Yeah, so no matter where you're starting at, no matter what your pace is right now, remember that you're a runner and we're all in process. Keep taking action in your health and in your goals. You'll get there and enjoy the journey. If you want to see Jamie's before and after video montage, uh, head over to the website, marathontrainingacademy.com. With the show notes to this episode, we will post that. And you can also check out our virtual runs that we were talking about if you haven't uh, done one of them. You might find them pretty fun and the community is really supportive. We've got the distance challenges all the way from 100 miles up to 2,000 miles. Medals that are inspired by Da Vinci, Munch, Van Gogh, Andy Warhol, Michelangelo, Frida Kahlo, and Katoshiku Hokusai, the Japanese artist of the Great Wave off Kanagawa. We also have something called the Runner's High Challenge, which is just 100 mile increments that feature famous mountains. And of course, if we can help you with anything in your training, reach out. We have a contact form on the website at MarathonTrainingAcademy.com. That brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for being a listener. Until next time, remember you have what it takes to run a marathon and change your life. Go away.